Welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. I'm Dan Schrader. I'm in Portland, Oregon. Uh, it is Sunday night. It's a holiday tomorrow. Uh, and we are, we're doing the old Sunday night pod, which means it's we're real, real excited. Yeah. Um, happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody. Uh, I think this year more than ever is a good time to think about what this day actually means, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe we'll get deep into anti-fascist politics later in the pod, but uh, just a, you know, a reminder that uh, these days that do have meanings, even if mostly they're about not uh, having to work <laughs> in a normal year. Uh, maybe this year it can mean a little bit more. Ryan Palmer, you're in Portland, Oregon. What's going on? Or am I in New Zealand? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah, just uh, just had a nice outdoor dinner with uh, a sometimes listener of the pod. Um, he is a fantastic, fantastic cook. Uh, had some great ramen and, um, mm. homemade feeling, ramen. Homemade ramen. It was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, I'm feeling good. Feeling ready to pod properly, uh, properly fueled up. I hope, I just hope that I can have a, as good of a performance as Mike did last week. Don't. You're not going to, don't, don't set the bar like <laughs> yeah, that. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> We're going to get onto an email about like despair and like, you know, uh, crushing expectations. Like that's, you've, you've made your mistake already with this pod. I'm, I'm ready for uh, that. I'm ready know, for that email. Shoot for the stars, Palmer. And if you don't get to the stars, however that saying goes, it's still good. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I think you got it. I think you got it. Uh, that's Mike Samuelson. He is in the upper Northwest. Oh man, I got. I have no, a lot of things. Upper Midwest. A, fair, fair. It did used to be known as the Northwest, but you know we've the countries then went further west. Been we gone. won't get into you know the imperialist policies of America <laughs> in the nineteenth century. That's for another pod. That's the second email. That's God, <laughs> uh, problematic. Um, man, I have a, a lot of quick hits that I need to get to because this was this was an eventful week for me. Should um, should we introduce Colin first and come back? <laughs> no, no, I don't have any stories, so I think he's, I think this is part back. of the intro. He's Number in, one, I want um, first of all, I want a bazinga. Second of all, I got ten <laughs> fortune cookies. Third of all, no, we we went we got takeout this week, but we didn't get any bazinga cards, which I pointed out, and the we're not sure why. Anyway. Um, first of all, shout out to both my brother and my sister who both had birthdays this week. Uh, only shout one out. of them listens to the pod. So Ruth, special happy birthday to you. Mm. John, regular happy birthday to you. I'm making <laughs> the Gareth Bale this. love sign with my fingers, Ruth. And I'm, Beautiful. I'm doing, Beautiful. I'm doing the Hungman son picture thing. I don't know why he does that. <laughs> but I'm doing it. Guys, don't forget this is an audio format. So, mm. you know, I think it was pretty clear. I think yeah. I think I described it pretty well. Yep. Fair, fair. Um, also, very psyched that there was no overt uh, coup attempt this past week. Mm, so yeah, good week. big week. Good week. Big, big week, week for America. I mean, never forget that people are still plotting, but at least now they're plotting slightly more in the shadows. So we're in the eye of the storm us. right now. Eye of the storm. Mm. Yep. Yep. Um, other things that happened: finished painting two rooms in my house this week. That was big. Uh, finished some peanut butter brittle that I got right before Christmas. That was really big. Um, 
DC United appears to be hiring a coach finally, like seven months after firing Ben Olsen. So that's pretty big. And Colin will be happy to know that he is a, I don't know if disciple is the right word, but he's a big fan of Bielsa. So we could have some Bielsa football oh, happening in, in the U.S. So just all in all, a, a pretty eventful week happening uh, in you know the upper Midwest. Sounds great. Uh, D.C. United legend Wayne Rooney, uh, full-time manager now at uh, where? Darby County? Darby County, yeah. After retiring did, as a player. If he just stuck around D.C. United a little bit more, he probably could have got that head coaching gig <laughs> in you know our nation's sure. capital instead of Darby. It's true. And no threat of relegation uh, yeah. if he coaches here. So yeah, Ben's, yeah, but Ben's proved that you can be mediocre for a very long time and keep that job. <laughs> Threats of violence, though. Darby, much safer. Fair enough. Fair. Uh, we got any other hits over there? Um, Recovered oh, the I peanut brittle. Pu- I, I finished a puzzle. It was a puzzle <laughs> nice. that my, the, my sister got my wife for her birthday, which happened like five months ago. So we got to that. So it was basically we wrapped up a lot of long-term projects this week. Right. The brittle, the puzzle, the painting. Did you, you recently moved houses. Did you move a half done puzzle no. to the new house? Good question. Good question. <laughs> no, the, the puzzle stayed in the box for about 4.9 of those five months. And then we just took it out and finished it. Okay. So not that long a term a puzzle, mm. uh, long term a project. Yeah. And that's one way to look at it. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Colin Smith is in the swamp. What's up, Colin? <laughs> Uh, I'm doing great, man. I'm just doing so well this week. Like you said, no cool week has been big week for me. Um, I'm on my fourth drink of the night, I believe, which may be a record since the last time I saw you guys in person in Las Vegas. So really wow. just... Uh, can, we get a, can we get a recap of what the drinks have been? Uh, it was my father-in-law's uh, <clears throat> 70th birthday today. And so at that party, I had uh, two Guinness, two Guinness, Guinness, can I? Uh, mm-hmm. That's can I? Yeah, and uh, one uh, glass of champagne, a little bit of the champers. Ooh, nice. Uh, nice. You know, was there any the magic at the party? Was there any magic? Yeah, Mike loves Snow a bit of magic. Known your father-in-law. Known your father-in-law. Oh, yes, yes. Might be a My father-in-law's name. Uh, yes, that's an inside is, joke. Is uh, a Harry Potter. Let's just say his name is Harry <laughs> Potter. Uh, the the plates the the the. The outdoor cutlery was, you know, obviously paper plates this year. And, uh, yeah, we had to go with the Harry Potter paper plates. They make custom paper plates for him. So that was pretty good. Um, nice. How did the food stack up against homemade ramen? Mm, average sushi. Mm. Mm, I, mm. You know, not, not, I'm not there for the food. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> big, night, big night in that, in that department. And it has me, uh, you know, feeling loose enough to reveal something on this pod. Uh Uh-oh. Which is that, you know, we're a very socialist podcast. Um, (laughs) Sorry, my computer's telling me things. I'm trying to deny it so this recording keeps going. Uh, uh, It's always a good strategy. Yeah, like, please don't. Don't look at the errors. It's probably fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're a very proletariat podcast. But I live in a fucking about, are, really rich city. Wait, are you about to just tell everyone what my cable p- password is? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, um, uh, I live in a, a rich part of a rich city. Uh, not the richest part. There, most of this, the suburbs here we could not afford. Uh, but there, there's a lot of people around me who are very wealthy. And my wife and I, when we moved here, said, you know, uh, we're never going to buy a boat because we don't know anything about being on the water. And, uh, you know, we don't have that kind of money. But we need some boat friends. If we're going to live here, we need some boat friends. And I was well, talking to Yacht Club. Club. Yacht Club. Yeah, so we joined the Yacht the Club. Yacht. Yeah, we don't have good friends there who have a yacht, right? We just are members of this Yacht Club so that we can drink $3 beers, right? Um, but today I was at the playground and we're hanging out with, you know, probably our, if not our best local friends, our second best local friends. And the guy is like just shooting the shit and is like, yeah, so I'm, uh, I think I am going to pull the trigger on a boat. And I was like, cool, man. Oh, what kind of boat? 30 <laughs> foot sailboat. I was like, they like that qualifies as a yacht. Uh, he's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of borderline yacht. You know, like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too, me too. But uh, anyone, anyone that's like, it's borderline yacht. It's definitely yacht. Yeah. Like if you're coming Damn. from that place, you yeah. you, you think I go- such did, good news. You think I didn't Google immediately how big is a thirty foot sailboat? <laughs> like to like visualize like what does that look well, like? Like does that have feet. a kitchen? And the answer it's, is yes. As, it has a very as, small kitchen. As Palmer would say, it's on the tin. Yeah, you can sleep on it. You're sleeping on this fucker. So I was like, wow, this guy, these are our friends. We are better friends with them than we used to be five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, pretty cool. I was like, cool, dude. Uh, and he's I, like, yeah, we're going to have to become members of the Yacht Club. I was like, oh, cool. We already are. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll vouch for you. <laughs> zero, I mean, zero judgment in this statement, but I am pretty sure I can guarantee that the words, I'm pretty sure I'm going to pull the trigger on this boat, uh, will never come out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, kayak? Maybe. You know, yeah, well, you, I, I would say kayak, not boat, though. Oh, that's true. You, you own a boat, Ryan I Palmer. a raft. That is a big difference. <laughs> that's a boat. Is it's it a type in, of boat. Is it inflatable? It is, yes, it is inflatable. It is a raft. It's a big rubber dinghy is what it really is. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if that's if that's attached to the side of an ocean-going vessel, it's a lifeboat, and, <laughs> and so therefore, it's a boat. Uh, also, that is was not purchased, so uh, did not have to pull any triggers. Yeah. Can't on believe that you one. stole that boat. <laughs> so, um, I'm never gonna have to pull the trigger on that because I will just get it from uh, my lineage. <laughs> <laughs> Palmer's Palmer's old money. <laughs> Unlike Colin's new money friends who he looks down upon. I don't oh, buy I, things like that, like new money. I'm not I'm not looking down upon anybody. I'm just trying to be friends. I'm just a nice Damn. guy. I'm just a nice guy it. you want to have on your boat with you. I got coolers, I got beer. Let's go on the boat. Can I are, have you started while you were researching how big a 30-foot boat is? <clears throat> yep. Uh did you research any like sailing terms like do you know where the poop deck is? And no. uh, are you? Does this boat have a jib? Can you be like? I really like the cut do, of your. I jib? do know what a jib is. I do know what a jib is. My brother-in-law is. That was on on the entrance exam for the yacht club. <laughs> <laughs> no, my brother-in-law actually is like uh, has taken up in his you know thirties or whatever sailing as a hobby. Uh, he doesn't own a boat. He lives in the city in Boston, but there's a lot of ways you can sail for basically nothing. 
on the uh, Charles in, in Boston on the river. And he did that, learned how to sail, liked it so much. He just like kept doing it or whatever. And there's people who are very wealthy, who have very nice boats, who then want to race them, but you need a crew of like five. And so there's people who just, you know, show up and, and help you race your boat. And he's one of those dudes. So he's always talking about sailing. It's one of the only things I can like at all, you know, he's also, he's like a super smart math nerd dude. So like he doesn't, he's not into sports, but like sailing, we can like chat about that. Like racing. Okay. Yeah. You got a big race this weekend, whatever, you know? So he's definitely taught me a couple things, but, uh, and I've been on a boat with him once or twice, but, um, I don't know shit. Like, I'm just like, so you're like holding on to my life like, jacket being like, mm, tell me when that boom is. I, I understand the boom. It comes over and tries yeah. to hit me in the head and I go, boom. Like, for that. I got that. I got that part. <laughs> and, but that's the only part I know. I like the idea that you're talking to your brother-in-law about uh, racing sailboats and you're trying to figure out like who runs the book. You're like, oh, is that so? Okay. So <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> trying to get some tips like, uh, any rips in the sail on the boat or is it like all in one piece? How's the fiberglass so like, body no, who, looking? If I like was going to look at the forecast and it was going to be a windy day, who would be good to bet on on a windy day though? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Got to be working. Oh man. Uh, this is nominally a soccer podcast. What an intro. And to, yeah. <laughs> to continue with the nominally a soccer podcast, uh, Colin, you have a little topic of discussion. I don't think we're even going to call it uh, categories or a draft. So I think a warm up. A warm up. Just a yeah. warm up. All right. Maybe so we're, we're not quite warm after the 12 mm-hmm. minutes of uh, yacht chat. <laughs> <laughs> and peanut brittle. Um, Says peanut brittle boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I was going to make it a draft or, or uh, you know, whatever. Everybody throw out your best one, but we'll just talk about it. And that's the fact that when we have previously uh, bullshitted about um, naming our children after um, famous soccer players, basically. And, you know, you, of course, name them um, not only after players you admire, but also ones who have fantastic names uh, and or have a playing style you like or whatever. Um, But when we do that, we always pick male names and male players, which is chauvinist and wrong of us. And we apologize to everyone who has read our emails to each other, which is just us. Um, so we should, we're going to fix that today. And we're going to talk about uh, what we would recommend naming your female child. Uh, if you want to give them a, a soccer name and name them after a famous soccer player or inspired by something in soccer. Are you going to start us off? I feel Do you like, want to start? You know. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a host. I don't know how this works. I don't get paid to do this. Um, yeah. So the one I thought of when I thought of this idea, when I was by myself, <clears throat> obviously, when I thought of this bad idea, and is uh, Reina. Because it's two meanings, right? Yeah. Obviously, you're naming them after the entire Reina family. Uh, mm-hmm. Claudio Reina, Gio Reina. I can't remember his wife's name, which oh. is... Bad look, I look here. Did not even think of them. I thought immediately of Pepe Reina. Pepe Reina, also mm. sure, yep. <laughs> but he's part of the family. He's part, part of the, the family, family extended family. But also, it means queen, right? So, I mean, it really covers all your bases. You can pitch it to your wife as just the queen part, and then you you know that it, it's really you're really naming your kid after Claudio Reina. It's it's really a good name. So I'd like to suggest <laughs> that, and also it has like. In the same way that T.I. names his kids, like, 
somebody's gonna have to help me. You're like major and general, uh, something like that. Super producer Cliff needs Super to be on the pod yeah. for this. Yeah, I don't know. It's also like naming your kid like a fucking boss ass name, where you're like, okay, your name is now this, so you better <laughs> step the fuck up because people are gonna expect you to be something. I like I like that. That may be the best one that comes out of this warm up. I feel like uh, that might be the best one. I we. The thing is, is like we gave the, uh, they were like nicknames, right? So, uh, Gaucho was, was thrown around. Yeah. Garincha was thrown around. Uh, and so I'm trying to think of like female footballers that have had nicknames. I can only think of Megan Rapino, which is just Pino. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're going to want to call your kid Pino. <laughs> <laughs> just because it Not also is gonna, corresponds with a different um, yeah. slang term. Wine. Uh, yeah. Not that. Um, but if you want to go the direction of like naming your child after famous, great uh, soccer player, women soccer players, and in the same kind of vein as Brazilian, uh, I think you got to go Marta. Yeah, Marta's is definitely a strong one. Yep. Marta's a good one. My, I like Marta. My I, uh, oh, go ahead, Dan. I was going to say I like Mo for a girl. Mo, uh, you know, Mo Salah <clears throat> is kind of the, the connection that I made there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't go Mohammed for a girl, but I think Mo, you could just stick with <laughs> that's, Mo. That's that would fair. work. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Rapino, I also thought of, you know, as like, the kind of gaucho connection in terms of like who's your favorite player greatest of all time like mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. i think megan is a very uh, typical name but like you could go with for rapino or pino or something like that that is immediately where i went also but i mean I, I i still like the idea of naming your kid whatever megan and like your wife is like whatever it's just megan and you're like but we named her after megan Rapino. And, <laughs> but yeah. but i know yeah yeah that's true that's a good point good point I've got a, I've got two. Um, the first is just naming my kid Wambach, because I think, <laughs> obviously, it's named after Abby Wambach, an incredible player. It also just feels like a powerful name. Just you're gonna name yes. your kid Wambach, and and that child is gonna be, she's she's gonna carry that with her for the rest of her life in the best <laughs> way possible. <laughs> Um, I I feel like I'm being trolled right now. So Colin <laughs> brought up this topic on the email thread this week, and I was like, I don't know. I don't like talking about like baby names because you never want to say you like one or you don't <laughs> like one. And I feel like maybe Mike is coming with the most terrible baby names he no. can think of right now nope. to try to get me to react. <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not. Uh, I can't. I will. I will never be able to reveal part of the reason why I'm coming with this name. Because of some of the the baby name things that that we've talked about on the thread, which I think will have to be uh, not discussed here. But anyway, uh, Wombach is number one. The other one I think is maybe a little bit more in the thread's wheelhouse, which is Formiga, Brazilian legend, seven World Cup appearances. That's not seven games, seven different tournaments. Um, On the men's men's side, no one's ever appeared in more than five. On the women's side, no one's... No one other than Formiga has appeared in more than six. 
Uh, so she's got everybody beat by quite a nice little distance. Uh, so just an absolute legend. And I think that would be, you know, maybe a more, uh, I don't know, acceptable name, a little less out there than Wombach. Um, <laughs> and you're just, it's a great conversation starter. Like, oh, Formiga, where does that name come from? Let me tell you about the legendary Brazilian footballer with 200 <laughs> appearances and seven World Cup appearances. Uh, I feel like you might you might print off little cards yeah, at some point and just start handing them out. Like, like, like maybe a maybe a QR code that links to her Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> I, the other one uh, I was going to have in my back pocket and not sure if I would need to use it or or want to use it if we did this draft style was going to be Maradona. You could like shorten it to Mara. It's like a, a girl's Mary. name. Or, I don't know, if, but. I, I know there are no girls named Mara, right? I think of yeah. Mara for Mara, sure. Mara. Mara, yeah, there you go. That's how you'd pronounce it, Mara. Um, <laughs> I don't know, um, but yeah, you get to name your kid after Diego Maradona. That's pretty good. It just sounds like a girl's name if you just don't have the context. It just it's true. It can sound like a girl's name. Um, yeah, that's that's the only other one I thought of. Because like the other ones like are like, uh, you can change Ronaldo to Ronalda, I guess. Um, that's not a you good know, name. I'm, that's a, that's uh, a Dan you, situation. That's a trolling Dan to get to make you say. Ronaldo is not Dan, a good one. Dan is, if there's Dan a is, listener out there that loves that name, I'm not going to be the one to tell yeah. him I don't like it. Dan, Dan is also very quiet, and he's saying, like, you know, this is getting a little too heteronormative, and uh, we, we can be gender neutral. You can name a, chi- you can name a child Ronaldo, and it does, we don't even have to talk about the sex. That child can be whatever you want. Whatever you want. Name it Ronaldo. It's a girl, it's a boy. It, if it wants to choose later or whatever, how it identifies, just it's Ronaldo. That's good. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's right. If they want to choose later, yeah. yeah, then they can choose. That's right. I mean, shout out to gender neutral names. Uh, Wombach, definitely <laughs> gender neutral. <laughs> Not going to say that wasn't part of my uh, reasoning between the wa- behind the Wombach name. <laughs> the Wombach that keeps on giving. <laughs> uh, what a warm up. I think we're warm. Yeah. I think we're yeah. warm. So we should dive in. Mike, we got some emails. Yes, we did. Uh, first email is from Keevan. This email, I think, uh, so disclaimer, this is going to come up in the second email. Typically, when we get the emails, I just copy the body of the text. I don't mm. copy the subject. But I believe the subject of this email was players the streets remember or something like that. Uh, and he says... This concept, oh no, it's in the email actually. The streets won't forget. Players the streets yep. won't forget. He, Keevan says, it's basically a guy who had a fantastic run of form for a short period, but then never was able to replicate it or lost out due to injury. Examples are Michu for Swansea City or Timu Puki last year. Does the thread have any players who the streets won't forget? Uh, before, we, before we answer this question, Michu. Great name. <clears throat> Pookie. Another great, great name. name. Take, them, think take them both. <laughs> also, Timu. Timu Michu is an incredible <laughs> Pokemon Timuchu. name. That's a Pokemon. Timuchi. Timichu. Uh, oh, God. I think that, like, Andy Carroll has had, like, like mm. a like a good season, and then has always been like, when is he ever going to reach that those peaks again? You know, I mean, he's around he, forever. 
But I feel like there was a while there where he was just like really great. Yeah, but he's like, he was meant to replace yeah. uh, Torres yeah. at Liverpool, right? right? Like, but I think that the the form of the question is like guys who they were good and like in the whatever on our on our running order every week or something or whatever on our brains for six months. And then we never fucking heard of them again. We never talked about them again, right? Like mm, Michu. Yeah. Michu was like scoring goals, banging goals. And, and then you're like, uh, did he get transferred? Did he die? Did he get injured? I don't know. But we've just never talked about him. Yeah. Did he go to China? Like, who knows, right? <clears throat> who was a guy like that? Yeah. I have the perfect Everton I mean, answer, by the way. It is like, this is like bang on for Everton. And it's not an American thing. It's like, because I'm deep in Everton Twitter, right? It's Landon Donovan is the answer. Landon Donovan is the answer. He came over on two loan spells, like 10 games at a time, did well, was beloved, disappeared. Player of the month while he's over there. Player of the month while he's over there. Absolutely disappeared. To people who are not American, he disappeared. Like, they never watch MLS. They don't understand why he never came back. They're just like, it was great while we had him, but he's gone. He pops up at a World Cup, maybe he scores a goal, maybe doesn't pop up at the 2014 World Cup. But to them, they're like, this guy was great. He was fun while we had him, but like, I don't know what happened to him. It's totally the narrative around him at Everton. <clears throat> it's like, it's like That's fair. Uh, the narrative around him is like, why didn't we make it a permanent transfer? I don't get it. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. He was great while he was Yeah. Too and cold, that they like. Too rainy. And very like, <laughs> the other part of this that I'm like, uh, maybe. As my, I'm sprinkling my own salt in this, is like the streets won't forget part is like the fans really like the player, right? It's not just that, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever, he, he was getting a lot of red cards or something like that. Like he was, we were talking about him, but like Donovan really endeared himself to the Everton fans with his work rate when he was there. He's, it was like made a lot of assists, but also was just like, we needed a player to run up and down the wings and he ran the fuck up and down the wings. Um, so, yeah, it's Landon Donovan. Do these have to be guys that were not, like, young? Because I feel like there's... We just talked about this Manchester United guy the other day. Uh, Yanazai? Uh, the other week. Machado. Yeah, Yanazai Macheda, <clears throat> Macheda is, like, the same way. But they're all young and just never, like... Never pan out. hit it, yeah. which I feel like is not quite the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. For, so this is not at all what, what Keevan asked for, but for some reason, when I think of... The player that streets won't forget. I just think of JJ Okocha, like kind of a guy who was incredibly fun to watch, kind of like Ronaldinho, but not as good. Like just always doing, making shit happen, but like kind of at a, a moderate to to low level. Um, but I mean, he was around for a while. It's not like he just had a season and then burned away. He just like played at Bolton Wanderers for a long time, and I think he was at. PSG before then, before PSG was, like, that big of a deal. I mean, there's but. plenty of guys like this, like, Gervinho. Like, what happened to Gervinho? Like, I don't know. He was a guy who was playing every game for Arsenal, and, I mean, I think he was a little bit of a punchline because he was not a great finisher and played forward. But he also, like, had a lot of tricks <laughs> in his bag and whatever. I don't know where the hell he went after Arsenal. But he was only really relevant at Arsenal for a year or two. Um, I mean, you could say that about we, Coutinho, too. Now, I mean, like, yeah, that was right. the Champions League dog. He just won a Champions League and it was like the f- third highest transfer of all time. I think, put a little respect on his name. 
yeah. I mean, fair, but what is he doing? Like, what? Yeah, besides, what is he doing? Like, if you, mean, he's falling off the map, basically. Yeah. I mean, according is, to Mike, is Bly, he still in Barcelona? According to Mike Vlah, he had the third most goals from outside the penalty box in the last decade. So, again, put a little respect I'm, on that name. I mean, yeah. and Michu was probably 11th on that list. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. This may be uh, maybe too high or slightly too long a peak. Pato. Mm. Ooh. I like that. Ooh. I like that. Yeah, probably both. Like, but, yeah, I agree with you. It's the right arc. Yeah. Where'd he go? What's he doing? This is a good question. I can't think of any. I mean, it's this, hard, this only it's popped like, into my head because Mike called Bolton Wanderers into my head. But so I'm thinking of, I think the actual reason why Michu is, is like fell off is because of injury. And another player like that who kind of fell off at the, their peak is Stuart Holden. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, think I was, that Bolton fans probably too. feel the same way about him is that he was yeah. just hitting. He's just playing, starting to play well. Didn't have very long that he was at his peak. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, he never came yeah. back. Injury bug. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I like, my thing is, like, I'm just trying to think of guys that, like, uh, had, like, a good – that's why I said, like, Like, Alley? Like, was well, like – uh, Yeah, I mean, Deli Alley could – that's a really great example, actually. But, like – Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he was supposed to get, he, he might, was supposed to get transferred to Real Madrid. I remember and trying to bet you socks that he would go to Real Madrid, and you were like, yeah. "We need, we need a couple more years where he's just gone before mm-hmm. we're like remember him." Because yeah. right yeah. now he could just like get the right transfer and it's fine, and or like back, get, yeah. you know whatever. But like a couple more years, and it'll be like, "Wow, what yeah. happened to him?" Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I that's feel actually like, a good uh, one. like Barcelona kind of had a lot of these guys. Like somebody mentioned De La Feu, like he was a guy who who was kind of hyped to be the next Messi, like uh, Bojan was kind of hyped to be the me- next Messi. And, like, all of, like both of them had moments where you're like, oh, shit, yeah, this guy might be the next Messi. Like, he looks Ooh. really good. And then, you know, now Bojan is in Montreal and God knows where De La Feu is. It also def- where, maybe. Where, did, where was Bojan? Where did Bojan play? Stoke, Stoke for a Stoke, while? Yeah. Okay, that's who I was thinking. Like, he would score, like, he would have like kind Banger. of like a a worldy like yeah one or two worldies a a, a season from outside the box just like wild one yeah but otherwise uh, he pretty much doesn't play soccer yeah yeah, yeah. exactly okay um, but is this also this question also depends how big your radar is right like yeah. if you are probably I'm trying to think who would be a good example of this uh, maybe like um, a Spanish speaking probably like a Mexican fan right. You probably know James Rodriguez from the 2014 World Cup. Then you, he went to Bayern Munich, and you're like, didn't really hear from him there, whatever. Or No, I'm sorry. He went to Real Madrid. Went to Real Madrid. Madrid. Yeah, he yeah. went to Real Madrid. <clears throat> then he got loaned to Munich. Maybe you like a little bit knew he was there, but he wasn't really setting the world on fire there. You have no idea he's at Everton right now. Like You're not following the Premier League. Like You mm-hmm. follow La Liga, let's say, and Liga MX, like the same way we follow MLS and Premier League second kind of. And you have no idea where he's playing right now or if he's doing well or not or injured or has retired, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good, like, th- that group of players that have great World Cups get big transfers and then yeah. never do anything. Like, that's yeah. another way to go at this, I think so. Oh, here's yeah. another one. Um, Odian Igalo, he, he, mm. he was a striker for Watford, and he, like, banged in a bunch of goals. I happen to know he went to China. That's where he went, but I don't know if he's still playing there or not. But no, like, he's he's at Man United now, isn't he? Oh yeah, he came back. 
That's right. You're right. You're exactly right. Yes, he came back. Could you could you say that on this like on the same like vein of the had a great World Cup, but then like kind of never did much after that? Uh, I can't even remember the guy's name, but striker for Uruguay. Um, Forlan had yes, Diego Forlan. I no, like this Forlan game, was, by the way. Forlan was was good for like Atletico Madrid or somebody. Yeah, he was. He was good. Yeah. Okay. He was at Man United for a while. He, he um, flopped at United, but yeah. But here's another one. Hulk. <clears throat> I don't know oh, where Hulk, Hulk went. That's a great yeah. shout. Yeah. That's a great shout. Chi- uh, he definitely went to China. I mean, I, he did go to China, but like, is he still in China? Or did he come back like a Gallo? Is he playing right now for Real Sociedad? I have no idea. I, yeah. just, I just remember the Hulk commercials where he would like break a soccer ball and like <laughs> he would put his foot up on the, on the bench to like tie his shoe and the bench would like tilt, and everybody would like fall down the side of it because you know because his name was Hulk. Yeah, and he yeah. was like this big yep. dude. Uh, great, great Nike commercials. Okay, the, one got- of the the people that I thought of immediately for this, but I don't think he was actually ever good. But for some reason, he just like I was very aware of him for six months or a year, and like just the kind of a nostalgic factor is Giorgio Samaras. Yeah, sure. Oh, that's, that's a good. Him. That's a great one. Yeah. Like. Played it like he had a good run in the Champions League with Celtic one year, I think, yeah. and then maybe played for Greece in a Euros that same summer. So yep. it was I like you just saw him a bunch, yeah. And then yeah. like, and he, yeah. he was never like really that good. I don't think anyone believed, but like he was a he was a player that like you just saw a lot of for like six months. Yep. Yeah. All right, I got one more, and then I'm 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 putting a, a fork in this one because <laughs> we could do this forever. Man, this is great. This is actually can, a great question. I mean, you put a beer or half a beer in us and ask us to talk about, you know, just random soccer players. It might never end. <laughs> so good. Um, but uh, the uh, Diego, the Brazilian football player, he came through kind of at the same time as Robinho. They, they were both out of Santos. And I remember hearing about them. This was back when I was, like, really into soccer in, you know, like, our high school age, <laughs> early 2000s. Really, uh, really into soccer. I'm like, now when you've done podcast 218 <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, but, I mean, let's be honest. The last, like, 190 of them, I've just been mailing it in. Just talking about <laughs> peanut butter brittle and whatnot. But, um, no, Diego, like, him and Robinho, I think they won the, the Copa Libertadores with Santos. So they, they won something big with Santos. They both moved to Europe around the same time. And then he kind of just... He kind of putzed around in, in uh, I think, Germany for a while. Um, but just like he was supposed to kind of be this next next big guy and just never never quite happened. I just, Colin, you've got your hand raised. I'm going to give you 18 words. Oh, fuck. I can't do it in 18 words. I have too many beers for that. Um, I, got the, this is the, I got a perfect one to end on because I was watching. At the end of my night, I did a lot of dishes, and I deserved <clears throat> a glass of whiskey the other night. And I had a glass of whiskey, and I was going to like, okay, I'm going to go on YouTube and watch a little something. I watched some kind of YouTube compilation of goals, and guess who was on there? Oscar, Oscar, whatever. Mm, White mm. Brazilian guy used to play for Chelsea. Like, he was yeah. good for a year, maybe? Yep, yep. Yeah. Where is he? He should be like 25 China. right now, 26. Like, no. he was early. He was young in that... In that video, I saw him score this wonder goal and then disappear. He wasn't in the rest of the video. Messi was on that video 10 times. Oscar, once. Just he is 29. Won. He is currently at Shanghai SIPG. There you go. Disappeared to China. That's where all these, your money, all these guys are, probably. That's, where, that's, the, that's how you get off our radar right there. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we're not really covering the China, the China uh, game, the Chinese league. Be the best forever. Um, all right. Wow. Next email. We're just gonna keep it moving and uh, you know keep it keep it flowing here. This uh, quick paced <laughs> podcast we got going on. Peanut brittle. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I don't often record or mention the subject of an email, but the email from Pedro that we got this week, I just had to because it really struck a nerve. Uh, the subject was. The despair of failure, which, I mean, honestly is, if my dad didn't send every email line with the subject from dad, this would absolutely be an email that my dad would send. (laughs) That is not a joke. That's been going on for like the last 15 years, every email from dad. It doesn't have to be a joke for us to laugh about it. (laughs) No, it does not. (laughs) Um, Okay, but back to Pedro. Is it too real? They were all from dad. They were all from dad. (laughs) <laughs> they, they, they definitely were. Uh, email from Pedro. Why does American football make me and many very sad? Whenever I finish watching a football season, I feel like shit. My hypothesis of this intense perennial despair that many football fans encounter comes from the short schedule. For example, a team can be in the contention for the playoffs, but after two unfortunate results, you're out. I feel like this is the same despair that is felt during the World Cup and somewhat in the Champions League. Do I make sense or am I overanalyzing? Also, if this is the case, why do we do this to ourselves? I mean, wow, that's the million-dollar question. Uh, sorry if this is sounding very existential and philosophical, but it's a crazy thought. Take care, y'all. Pedro. Is, is Pedro a Pittsburgh Steelers fan? <laughs> yeah. 11 and 0, baby. I, I, I'm, I'm curious when this, uh, when this email was sent and how poorly that the end of the season finished. I think uh, Friday. The answer is it came in on Friday. Yeah, I think uh, I would say that I think that Pedro has hit the nail on the head here is that the the kind of unifying factor of all sports fandom is failure, right? There's only one team that wins a championship every single year. So then depending on how many other teams there are in your league, there's 31 other teams that have failed horrendously and horribly and sometimes tragically, right? Uh, and you have that, like, I don't know. I feel like this, the more salient uh, emotion is, like, is sadness. And you can kind of uh, bond with people over that. And, I mean, my strongest sporting memory is memories of losses. And Andy Vance really, like. Uh, yeah, uh, Sid Bream. Uh it's not really memories of, of wins. Like, of course, I, I like remember those moments. I'll, I'll never forget the uh, uh, miracle in Amsterdam uh, Spurs moment. But like, you know, the, I'll remember more of the losses and like the tears and like, why do I spend my time investing all of this emotion and uh, and stress um, and it's just because, like, it's such a salient feeling. Um, it, it, it's almost like after a win, it's like, it's amazing, that's great. And then you're like, all right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> but after a loss, it just, like, sticks with you, and you think about it. And uh, shit, the Spurs Spurs this weekend, when they drew again, it They won was this like, weekend. They won, they won today. This Sorry, this midweek. Uh, when they drew again midweek, I was just like, I thought about it for two days. I was like, what are we doing? Why do I waste my time with this team? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, it's, it's a, it's, 
It's a terrible feeling, but also a unifying one. Yes, that's that's exactly the right answer. And this is, I'm, all right, I'm a little bit, you know, saucy, but uh, <laughs> I am also passionate about this fact that like some people on this podcast uh, don't support a Premier League team, which is okay, fine, but. At least, they also don't really watch Premier League soccer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. They also don't really watch Premier League soccer, which is fine. Um, I tried to watch Premier League this weekend, and it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we do this to ourselves? But the reason, the reason, this is like the cold, hard reason of it, if you peel back my layers of passion, is that Palmer is exactly right. You do it. The reason you're a fan, the reason you give a shit, is not because um, you love watching games where you're neutral and you just love the game of soccer. Uh, if you loved it that damn much, you would be working in soccer. Uh, but you don't. What you actually love is people. You love connecting with other people. And that Palmer has hit the nail on the fucking head. The sadness is what brings you together. Those experiences of going through the shitty part with other people is what brings you and those other people together, and that is what you like. You like coming together with those other people who feel those same shitty feelings at the same time. I became way more of an Everton fan when I went on a bus ride to New York City to watch a Derby game where we played Liverpool. I went with a bunch of Philadelphia Evertonians. We took the mega bus to New York. We went to the New York uh, Everton bar. We got scored on, I think, three times in the first 20 minutes, and it was fucking the worst fucking game, and sucked, and we all got drunk, and, <laughs> you know, ate uh, food from a Euro stand, and a guy fell asleep on me on the Megabus on the way home, and I slept the whole Megabus <laughs> with another grown man who I barely knew sleeping on my shoulder. That is why you do it, to create that human connection when you don't have it in other places in your life. I mean, no one, no one sits around at a bar and, are, and they're like, uh, hey, man, that manager of this team is doing such a great job. Yeah, they're so fun to watch. No, you, do, you sit and you complain and bitch and, and sit in despair. It's amazing. I've had enough. Where were you? Where were you when John Brooks scored against Ghana? Where were you when Landon Donovan scored against Algeria or Slovenia? Where You know, you know, these are the moments. These are the moments that bring you back for years of pain. But, but it's the high points. But you only I, care. You they, only they care about Carly, right Carly Lloyd with a first half hat trick and a chip from halfway in the World Cup final. Yeah. That, I mean... You guys, Jesus, get your lives together. Well, jo- well, enjoy well, something. Dan, I haven't even said anything yet. I, I'd like to jump in now and first support Dan for everything he says. Second, <laughs> as someone who doesn't follow the NFL at all, I'd just like to say, Palmer, I am genuinely sorry as I look up the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers season. Oh. <laughs> I wish I had known this was going on so I could have supported you better. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> next, I just want to say that... Um, it's good to feel sadness when your team does bad. There's nothing more pathetic and also genuinely kind of like heartbreaking to see a grown person being like really angry when their team loses. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. okay to be sad, but if so, like when you see someone who's like really angry, I just feel like, oh God, this, this is just not good. Like yeah, there's more going on here yeah. and you're yes. over investing in, in this thing yeah. to compensate. So, so Pedro, I would say like despair is okay. You know, to a point, as as I think we've all got to, 
if you're feeling angry, like consider reprioritizing your time. Um, but yeah, just like, damn y'all. I mean, even as a, as a fan of guys who, I mean, my, my teams have generally been terrible forever, uh, across the board, but like you still have those great moments. I mean, Maryland winning the national championship 18 years ago. That's some shit I'm not going to forget. Actually, now it's 19 years, 2021. Uh, you know, the moments Dan mentioned, the Abby Wambach goal against Brazil, uh, which I'm going to name, you know, a future child or dog after uh, because of that. Like, we, we, we do have to recognize these, these beautiful moments, even though, as, as my dad of, you know, previous email fame mentioned, uh, he, he said to me something at a young age which has really stuck with me, which is, the highs of your sports fandom will never match the lows of your sports fandom. And mm-hmm. I think that is absolutely true, uh, unless you're like not, unless you're kind of a fair weather fan. But at the same time, we do it for the highs. <laughs> Y'all got to get on my fair weather game for the lows. <laughs> I mean, Dan is right, right? Like those, those moments, like the John Brooks goal, the Landon Donovan goal, those are, those are amazing moments and we will never, ever forget them, right? But uh, there's still, you know, and they are what keep you coming back. But those lows, Mike, are, you were right. Those, those lows are lows. I, mean, I, I, I text with my dad and my brother uh, every Steelers games. And I, I, beautiful. we watch those games, you know, virtually and we text. And, um, and I am the most negative person watching these games. My brother sometimes has to stop texting because my dad, <laughs> my dad and I tailspin. Um, but honestly, even in those moments, those like to Colin's point, it's like you bring, there's some sort of like uh, camaraderie in, in Bringing this you, like your despair. family together. Yeah. Your family's yeah, coming together over that. I mean, and I cherish those moments. Right. And I cherish those like abilities to be like, Hey man, you remember, this game, you remember when we lost? Remember that moment? No, but even even you're <laughs> just. I mean, you might still remember the high, right? But right. What brought you together to like really <clears throat> give a shit about that high and have that high be so high is because right. h- how invested you were when it was low. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, uh, the team I've been most invested in in my life and celebrated the highs the most is the Packers, and. That's not because the Packers are the best team I support. Like, for instance, the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. They, they fucking win every time. But mm-hmm. do I celebrate by running through the streets and being an absolute crazy person when they win a championship? No, I, I don't. Maybe. Maybe. No, because <laughs> they, are, they just don't get low enough, right? You just expect them to win. They win. You know, I haven't had that shared terrible down spot. But That's, if... Yeah. Whatever. If the Cleveland Browns won the Super Bowl, Browns fans would be bananas. They've all put yeah. through so much suffering together that they would be, I don't know, who knows, whatever. I, I can't even fathom it, right? So I think that, that you have to, like, you can't not invest because you're like, oh, I always just want the high points. I mean, maybe that's what Dan does. I don't know. We're going to talk to Dan and see how it's been working out for him. But I love it. <laughs> <There's-> <laughs> But there's also, I mean, as the NFL goes, like, there are lots of good reasons not to be an NFL fan these days. Sure. Yes. But, like, if the Packers are on TV in my network or in my, like, region, I'm watching them because 
there it like brings you back to something. It's something yeah. that feels like home. It feels yeah. like family. And like a lot of sports fandom, I think, is also that is just like you shared it with your parents or you share it with your brother or you it it makes you remember the game that you watched from 30 years ago yeah, or whatever right. it is, you know, right. like and it's not even really about the win or the loss. It's about the nostalgia <laughs> almost. And, yep. um, yeah. you know, that's important, too, even if the NFL sucks. Like, yeah. I mean, I that's my Dan, rationale. Dan, you were mentioning earlier on the text thread. I'm going to I'm going to put this on blast, but I think it's OK. I think it's OK. I wouldn't do it if I didn't think it was OK uh, that you just like don't really enjoy soccer as much anymore. And we were hypothesizing why somebody said maybe you have other priorities. It's probably it's probably uh, if not fully true, at least partially true. But I imagine in, you know, three to seven years when those other priorities start watching soccer and loving soccer like you did when you were, you know, a kid, you will probably find a newfound respect for the game. Maybe not in the same way as when you were a kid, but, you know, in a new way. And I think that's kind of part of what we're talking about is that in a lot of ways, like how many people do we know who are crazy fans of a team and don't have relationships with other fans? I think that's pretty rare because mm-hmm. it's, it's not really what it's about. It's not really sustainable to put yourself through that hell without some kind of benefit. Maybe I'll even pick up an English Premier League team out of it. Yeah. Be great. Be great. I'll, I'll be all alone if that's the case. <laughs> um, all right. Wow. Emails. Wow. Emails and introduction. And, you know, we're only, what, 55 minutes into the podcast. So uh, <laughs> should be a really robust seven-hour podcast today. Good luck editing. Uh, SoccerThread at gmail.com. I mean, luckily we don't have much else to talk about except for a little bit of fashion. Uh turns out that this week at uh, Inter Milan, is that AC. where Zlatan a- Ibrahimovic? AC, AC, AC sorry, of course. Uh, there is a new player, or a young player at least, Pierre uh, Kalulu, who tried to enter the field wearing a pair of gloves, long sleeves, pair of gloves. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic made him take off his gloves. He was asked about it after the game. He said, of course, he is a young defender making his debut and he wears gloves what kind of impression will that make? He oh certainly God. won't frighten the opponents. Uh, how do we feel about gloves on the field? Mike Samuelson, go ahead. You know, first of all, comfort is important in life. If, <laughs> as I get older, you know, as Jay-Z once said, uh, oh man, I'm not going to get the quote right, but basically he's <laughs> like, I don't need to drive fast cars anymore. I just want some nice clean draws, some nice cooked food. Uh, you can look it up. It's, you know, when Jay says it, it's much more poetic. But, like, one, you got to be comfortable. You got to look good to feel good. And you got to feel good to play well. And so if Pierre needs to wear gloves, let him do that. This idea yeah. that, like, you have to be some kind of tough working class person to be, you know, a great defender, a great soccer player is garbage. And so, you know, I just don't like, uh, I don't like what Zlatan's doing here. Yeah, I, I want Pierre to be his own man. I... I want to know if Zlatan has ever worn gloves before. And if did, he has, then fuck Zlatan right now. Like, I did Google image this, and I, I couldn't find anything. Okay, disappointing. Especially from a man out. from Sweden. Like, he came up in Sweden. He's played cold games. Yeah, he's played some cold ones, yeah. Uh, I did also... Oh, go ahead, Paul. Go Mike. ahead. No, go, Mike, go. I, I'm going to keep going. I wanted, to know, I wanted to know details on the weather. Because, yeah, if it is 55 degrees... 
It's like, okay, maybe, maybe Pierre, despite what I just said, you don't need those gloves. That's exactly. But if it's, you know, 20 degrees, howling wind, snow, maybe you want some gloves so you can grab a defender so you can pull them back. You know, that's important. That kind of detail is important. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I don't think it's been cold enough in Italy to wear gloves. Like, it's just, it's just not that cold there. It's a about, huge snowstorm in Madrid, right? Which is not in Italy, I understand. But um, <laughs> or maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I don't really Europe. know. I've, full disclosure, Milan I've never is, been to Italy. So, Milan you know. is northern Italy. Like, Italy has, has hosted a, a Winter Olympics. It gets yeah, up in the mountains. Italy. That's like, they're not playing up in the mountains. Palmer, I, mean, I went to Italy once, and it was 100 degrees. It was literally 100 degrees. Okay, <laughs> close. <laughs> Although right now I just Googled Milan weather and it's 31 degrees Fahrenheit in Milan, which is pretty cold. Yeah, that's, that's cold. cold. That's, that's cold. glove up. Glove up. Put those gloves on, Pierre. If it's going to help no me gloves, play, better, play better. Yeah, I mean, do your own man, I, but Pierre, I'm not wearing do, gloves. Do what you want to do. You know what? I think, do, I, think, I, th- I think he needs to tell Zlatan to shut the fuck up and score goals. Yeah, what is going to make defending. opponents more frightened? A player without gloves, which they've seen a million times, or some young player... They don't know him, but he just goes and cold clocks his lots on. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, whoa. That this is the right is response. Not, messing around. Yeah. Not, not cold clocks him, uh, karate kicks him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, he, he does, he's lots on his own moves. Yeah. This whole thing is wild to me. I mean, going back to the NFL again, they do this all the time where like linemen don't wear extra clothing when it's so. Like, it's not good for your performance. Like you should keep yes. your muscles warm. You will get injured. You will be like, you, all of the things that you do is to eke out these percentages of performance. Yeah. Like wearing Under Armour just, will be the I, best I mean, thing a, you I'm can do. I'm a huge hypocrite. I just told Pierre not to wear gloves when I was playing football. Like exactly what you're saying in Minnesota, I was the dude wearing two Under Armours, two pairs of leggings, <laughs> uh, everything. I was wearing everything, and there was a linebacker on our team who at one of these practice, it was a practice, I remember, but it was probably, you know, I would say probably between zero and 10 degrees, say. And, uh, you know, I'm fucking freezing in my entire everything. There's people wearing hoodies under their their pads. He comes out with no shirt, like just just the shoulder pads, and we have these little mesh practice jerseys. So basically- Were you intimidated? I was, I already knew this guy. He's on our team, right? I know he's already crazy. I see him come out. I'm like, fire, fair. That's, I'm not a surprise. But then the question, you know, obviously you ask him like, uh, what's the deal? Why are you, you know, sometimes you wear a little something underneath. Why today? Nothing at all. Like your belly showing. And he says, if you're thinking about the cold, you're thinking about the wrong thing. Oh my God. Which that's, that's why so you don't. I was like, yeah, that's the point. That's why I'm wearing so much stuff is so that I'm not thinking about thinking the cold, about the cold. you're going to be yeah. fucking freezing and thinking about how <laughs> fucking freezing you are this whole time. So here's, I, here's the other thing that I think about this. If, uh, so let's say Pierre is wearing gloves and the other person, the other uh, striker is like, oh, this guy's weak because he's wearing gloves. Yeah. I should be able to beat him. And then he can't mm. beat him. Mm. And then the, then the striker's like, this guy's soft. I should be able to beat this guy, and I can't beat him. I must yeah. suck. That's, so it's, yeah. a, it's a little reverse head game even. Yeah. Bring you so back to, to football. Devontae Smith, yeah. Heisman winner. Like, that dude wears his pants so high for a <laughs> football player. He, and he's so skinny. He looks so bad in his football uniform. Most Heisman Trophy winners look, like, fucking awesome. They look, like, so intimidating and, like, 
they're playing at another level because they are, right? And he looks like a scrub. He looks like an absolute scrub. And he just runs by people, and they just can't touch him even. And he's, he's awesome. I love that about him. Do you, Pierre. Keep I mean, those phalanges warm, baby. So a bunch <laughs> of old dudes think you should wear gloves if it makes you more comfortable. That's <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> except, for, except for Zlatan, who's actually older than all of us. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, do we even want to? I mean... Nothing I turned exciting. on Liverpool, Manchester United. That was the Premier League that I tried to watch this week, and then Boring. it failed to hold my attention, which made me wonder if I like soccer anymore. No, this was uh, a bad game. It was bad. United what? should have won. Go yeah. on. I mean, they just should have. They had more chances, and they didn't. They didn't do anything with them. Yes, yeah, Liverpool know. haven't scored in like Ages. four games or something yeah. like that. Yeah, are Liverpool the That's, third best team in the Premier League now? Uh, on points, United. Yeah. yeah, I mean, United is better than them, right? I mean, I'm not even looking at the table. Are we I'm talking just saying about like, points? Or are we talking? Oh, about, okay, I see. I'm just saying, like, are they the third best? Like Liverpool, we expected to be the best team in the Premier League this year, probably. And even like two weeks ago, I was like, well, Liverpool's the best team, but it's close. Um, now I feel like I might put them in third. City are tops in points per game and have been kind of stomping teams. Where or at least getting it done, they've won a bunch in a row. Whereas, and United were better than Liverpool today. So, is that both Manchester teams better than Liverpool right now? I mean, right now I, for sure. I, but mean, I, I, I don't feel like United were necessarily good today. You know, like I think Liverpool still created chances. I mean, they still kind of dictated the game, so to speak. I think United yeah. did have some good chances on the counter. They Probably should have scored at least one. But yeah. I think 10 games, Liverpool is still still beating United more than United's beating Liverpool. I mean, who's the second-best team in the last five games in the Premier League, Colin? I am not looking at the table. Tell me. Everton. United? Everton. Yes. Everton? Come on. There you go. Who's yeah. the best team in Liverpool right now? Everton. Everton. Oh, we are, Everton. We right. are uh, in a situation, I'm pretty sure this is true. You're looking at the table. I'm not. Tell me if it's true, uh, where if we we have had two in a row canceled, I think, or two out of the last three. So we have a game in hand. So if we win that game in hand, I think we're above Liverpool. There you uh, go. Mike, Mike just played the That's if, true. I think this was midweek. Mike said if all of these teams win <laughs> their games in hand, then it's going to be like really, really tight at the top. Uh, <laughs> Spurs turned right around and drew 1-1. Yeah. Uh, in a in classic 2021 fashion, yeah. Uh, so, the uh, the the hypotheticals this season, I think, just go out the window. I don't think that there's there's not a lot that you can predict right now. I I do. Um, the, so we've kind of talked about like wrinkles in the Premier League, uh, mostly around salary. But I like the idea of one or more teams playing a lot fewer games than other other teams, and then like having just a ton of games in hand and like being able to charge up the standings. You said it's like, uh, what's that MLS. biking event where they start on opposite oh, sides of the stadium? Oh, pursuit. The pursuit. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, the yeah, pursuit. Yeah. No, but and it's, it's, it feels like that's what city's done this year where like, they've been actually quite good for the past couple of months, but because they've had these games in hand, they've been kind of, you know, a few spots down the table. Uh, and now it's all kind of coming due. And I think that's kind of a fun, a fun way to add drama to a season 
even if like there isn't drama. It's just this is just the Premier League becoming MLS, like a pun- bunch of games in hand, <laughs> and uh, that we're like we have no clue who the best team is. Like, could be anybody. There's I don't know, could be Leicester. Really, I don't know. Will we even end with a balanced schedule? Who knows? Mm, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Is this going to end in playoffs? Playoffs? Playoffs. <laughs> um, so Liverpool, Manchester United was bad. Spurs get a win over Sheffield. Sheffield State, terrible. Congratulations, Palmer, for that win. <laughs> uh, City uh. cruising 4-0 over Palace. Now top of the league on points per game. Again, MLS. Uh, you know, the only important stat that matters, points per game. Leicester win. Chelsea squeak one out against Fulham. Uh, that's kind of your top half roundup. Yep. Chelsea look quite bad. They look bad. Not good. How long is Lampard staying around? He He's like second worst start in Chelsea Premier League history or something like that now. Like, pretty bad. How long is he staying? I mean, I feel like if, if Ole Gunnar could stay at United <laughs> for as long as he has, like, Lampard turned is it around. much more of a legend at Chelsea, so... I'm gonna say he's got he's got a good three to seven years. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow! Yeah. Roman Abramovich, socks, socks. Yeah. I'll take the under socks. You yeah. gotta put it in writing, and then I'll send it to the lawyers. I'll take your house. It. I'll take your house, please. <laughs> um, no, yeah, there's no way. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't think he's gonna make the end of the year. Do you? Uh, I think yeah. he will. Yeah. Yes. I think. I think all of these. Uh, all of these, I don't know, it just kind of seems like this year's a wash. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, Chelsea got relegated or something. It's just, I mean, yeah, just stick around. I mean, yeah, you might be. Yeah, they're, they're basically through the transfer window now, and they're not going to get relegated. So what's the benefit of getting yeah, rid that of might them? Be, that's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. And, unless it's like, oh, the, the locker room turns on him or whatever, which, again, that feels like unlikely considering his status at the club. I know, like, he didn't really play with any of these guys, but it just feels like... I don't know. I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing that could happen is um, kind of that, uh, yeah, maybe it doesn't make sense now, but uh, another manager pops up that they want. Um, like, if they really wanted Thomas Tuchel, like, I don't know if yeah. anything about Roman Abramovich or whatever, but if there's a, somebody like that who he's in love with for some other reason, then they become available. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, I don't think I've got anything else in the Premier League. Uh, Ronald Koeman not doing well at Barcelona. Do we want to get into that? I don't have any thoughts. I mean, Barcelona is a disaster. Barcelona is a disaster. Open. I put this on the yeah the the, the uh, on the run order for two reasons. One, talk about where Messi might be going, but the other is to like yeah, they're still a disaster. Um, it's not like improving that much or whatever. Um, and I don't know. I just watched like the highlights from this and I was like, is this team really that bad? Like, I feel like, uh, the narrative around them is like, because the mismanagement of Messi, particularly that it's like, oh, it's all front office, but the guys who are there are good players. Like Jordi Alba looked great. Griezmann scored a couple goals. He's still good. Jordi Alba, like basically ducked to avoid a header on the on the drawing Bilbao goal so yeah I agree that that is not a good look it's not great when your defenders aren't heading the ball away yeah I agree but I feel like this is a little bit 
that's a little bit to me the Komen problem. Like, Jordi Alba is good. He can play well. He played well when he wanted to play well. I agree that he did not defend. He had no interest in defending. But I just feel like uh, Komen somehow is not being talked about as being blamed at all for this. It's all uh, whatever. The former president, whatever his name, Zhao Laporte. Yeah. Whatever. And uh, I don't know how that is. Like, he is fucking Teflon. I feel like we, we do this every year for the last five years with Barcelona. Like, oh, is this, have they reached their peak? Is this Messi's end? And then somehow they, like, managed to win a trophy somewhere. And They, they haven't uh, won a trophy in, like, two seasons, though. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I feel like, I, I think I've said this on the pod before, but just once Xavi left and then for sure once Iniesta left, it was like yeah. any semblance of, of balance went just out the window. Yeah. Well, the transfer window is open, so. Yeah. They've already got desks. Maybe they can get, you know, Pulisic in there. McKenney's looking good. You can just have a little, you know, American uh, study abroad in Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> Barca America, get it done. Love it. <laughs> Well, we started with nothing to talk about. We end with nothing to talk about. If you're still here. <laughs> Good on ya. you. Are, Good for you, you are a phenomenal person. Good for better, you. Better than most of us. I think we've all been checked out for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. He's locked down. Why is he looking good? What is he doing looking so good?